Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. We made this. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a cold-blooded, premeditated murder. everyone and welcome to a new episode of the red and buried podcast i'm frankie no sarah this week because she's rubbish but the good news is i have got a very vastly superior person with me on the call today i've got the wonderful the incredible the talented lv matthews is in the house everyone <laughs> whoop, whoop. i don't think i'm gonna live up to that now <laughs> of course you bloody are how are you live how are you doing I'm good, my darling. How are you? Yes, I'm good, thank you. Uh, Full disclosure, I guess, before we get into it, you and I are IRL (laughs) friends. Yeah, true story. True story. It's safe to say because, I mean, obviously I would gush over your books anyway because they are brilliant, truly brilliant. And I actually read one of your books before we became friends. So that is no... Yes, you did. There is no uh, kind of bias or anything. (laughs) At all, genuinely. I know. Very, very it's our it's our year anniversary as well, isn't it? <sighs> it really was just yeah, because we met at yeah. Harrogate last year. Yes, yes. Where we f- first met, fell in love, and, and then we spent a lovely weekend together at Capital Crime. We really did. God, yeah, we so moved good. quite quickly, didn't we? We really did. We <laughs> breakfast together. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we did. Like, I've been to visit Liv and where she lives. Live, yeah. live, live. <laughs> and yeah, and now here we are. Finally, got here you. Here we are. Here I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm excited. I'm the excited one. I've written a bio about you, Liv. Oh, how lovely, darling. Mainly taken from the internet. So hopefully it's all correct. Okay. Uh, so let me read it out and you can tell me hmm. if I've got anything horribly wrong. <laughs> okay. For over 10 years, LV Matthews worked in both domestic and international sales for major UK publishing houses before leaving to pursue a career in writing. She has written three books, The Prank... The Twins, which was a Richard and Judy book club pick, and her latest book is Silent Waters. Silent Waters asks the question, is blood thicker than water? At 5am one summer's morning, police diver Jen Harper wakes to find herself submerged in the silt of a river with no memory of how she got there. 48 hours later, she's called to dive in the same river in search of a missing woman, Claudia Franklin. But for Jen, this is no ordinary job. Her and Claudia's families were entangled for decades. There is no unresolved resentment between them, unspoken secrets. Jen hasn't seen Claudia for 12 years now. Or has she? (laughs) Outside of writing, Liv lives in Hampshire with her family and two Bengal cats. As well as being a very talented writer, she's also one of the kindest, loveliest, funniest and most beautiful people on the entire planet (laughs) and is a truly excellent friend. Oh, I think you added that bit. No, that came from the internet. Yeah, no, that came came from your bio. So all Wrote it myself. (laughs) All true though. Bless you. 
Oh, as I say, no, not biased because <laughs> I read your slightest. work first. Not at all. So, Liv, wow, you <laughs> you are great. Uh, but also, so before I met you, I read The Prank, really enjoyed that. And The Twins was obviously a really, really great success as well. Like Richard and Thank Judy, you. that's huge. But I have to say, from reading, I had a little scour of the old Goodreads earlier. I don't know if you look, do you look at oh. Goodreads? Do you know what? It's high danger, but yes, I do. <laughs> like it's, it's one of those weird magnetic things mm-hmm. that you can't help. I, I just can't help myself. But lately, so, so I basically read the reviews and then when I've got something else in the pipeline, I'll stop reading the reviews right. for, for that book that's been and gone. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. It's, it's dangerous. But the good news is glowing reviews for Silent Waters on yes, Goodreads. Yes, so far it's been Incredible. really lovely. However, However well, like, I did, I did, I got on the same day or consecutive days, I can't remember, blanked it out. I got one, one star review and two, <sighs> two star reviews. And I was just like, with no, with no reviews, just like ratings. So oh, I was like, either someone annoying. hates me or like it really didn't resonate with people. I don't know, but I was or, sad. I think probably an internet conspiracy. I can't probably think a it bot. Probably a bot. Russia, you guys. <laughs> it was Russia. It was Russia. It was Putin. I have, yeah. Do you know what? I have been watching conspiracy <laughs> tech programs. It must be them. Must, must be, be. Them. no other logical explanation for it. <laughs> no. Stupid idiot bots aside, very glowing reviews, and many people saying, you know, not that your, your other books aren't great, but this is your best book yet. Which. Well, how yeah. do you feel about that? But do, you, do you know what? I, I'm really pleased because I feel like it's the best one I've written so far. Yeah. Having said that, I think the one that I've now written is the best one. So Yay! I feel like glad <laughs> that I'm, I feel like I'm getting better. So I hope, yeah, I hope that long may that continue. <laughs> um, but I really did enjoy that one. And I find it, I found it so interesting to research. I found it, you know, I, I have to learn something with read, with writing a book. And the police diving element was perfect because I could just I really get into that. And yeah. actually, I I sent it to my contact when I when I got the finished copies. I sent it to my contact that, that had helped me, and they were like, "Oh, you've nailed it! Like it's really Amazing. great." So I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Because if they had said, <laughs> "Okay, this is a like glaring what the hell errors. happened here? What have you done? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, you've ruined it. That would have been so bad." So at least I got all the technical elements right. Unless she was yes. just like, well, it's printed now. What am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't have to say that. But that's, tell, let's talk more about the research. Like how, well, for a start, where did the idea come from? Because it's genius. Do you know what? It was a random, I had no ideas. Lockdown happened. I was kind of panicking. I was just reading loads and watching loads of films um, like people do to try and, you know, inspire the time. themselves. Yeah. Yep. And um, basically, I was reading this book that had one scene, not even like a necessary scene to the to the book, with a diving team sort of in the background of an interview happening. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Like, how atmospheric is that just one scene mm. of divers like going down? So I thought, yeah, I want to explore police divers. I think that's really awesome. And then... You've probably, have you interviewed Graham Bartlett? Oh, he's coming on next week, actually. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So um, I got in touch with him and I just said, do you have any contacts within the diving world? 
And he was like, yeah, yeah, I definitely do. Let me get you in touch. He's amazing. Like He's, he's just the loveliest guy. So lovely. Like, how was he a detective? I know. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, maybe a different turn, turn it off, know. I suppose. Yeah. yeah, maybe he's got like an alter ego. Maybe he's got like multiple personality disorder. Oh my God. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. I know. But then I was like, how reassuring that nice people are solving our crimes. Yes. Do you know what very, I mean? Very true. Yeah. You don't want them to yeah. be monsters the whole time. <laughs> no, no. No. And so then you got in touch with the diver and just... Yes. Yeah. Like we, we spoke for about an hour that first time. And then I messaged well, on and off for about a year and a half because it took me so long to write this book. Honestly, I had the setup and I had the conclusion and I had the twist, mm. but I just, I just, it took me so long to write it. I, I can't even tell you why. It wasn't like I didn't know where it was going. I just yeah. could not write it. It took, I think, about 16 months. I mean, but I just, uh, yeah. writing a book's hard. It is. And some take shorter like it's all kind of weird journeys like the one I just wrote took me I think like for a first full draft took me five months which is the quickest I've ever written but yeah I mean I really struggled with Silent Waters and I think just different books need different amounts of time that makes sense do you think it's like because of the the, the amount of research that was needed or just like the fact there's a whole new kind of world or mate no it was just that I just (laughs) couldn't I just couldn't get my brain into gear I was yeah, I struggled massively. Lockdown, I think, probably played a part, right? Because God, we weren't none of us were operating correctly during that no. period, surely. No, I know. Yeah. I mean it was it was the day that my so it was in two thousand twenty one when my son had just got back to school after wow. the second lockdown where they couldn't all go to school. Yeah. The day he went back I started writing and it was so it was like so freeing. So I couldn't, I couldn't really even blame lockdown for like slowing me down. <laughs> I think it was just you yeah, had kids at home and stuff. That that's hard, right? I love to that write. you're throwing me all these bones. I love that. I'm um, <laughs> great. Excuses and enabling are my two like greatest yeah, yeah, skills. I love so that. I love that. Yeah. excellent. <laughs> Ever the diplomat, you should go into like, hostage negotiations. Yeah, like, look, it's not your fault. You just need the money. I get it. Don't worry about it. No, I think, but obviously well worth the the long journey through it because it's a spectacular book. Thank truly. you, darling. And you capture that atmosphere, as you were saying, that because I, I think if anyone who's been in, anyone who's been in water is a weird sentence. What I mean is like anyone that's been like swimming in the From sea. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, that is an experience. But like, you know, if everyone's gone like um, swimming in the sea, like scuba diving, or even like, mm. you know, lake swimming, being underwater, it feels like another world down there. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. I, I feel like you capture it so, it's so evocative in the way you present it. Like I, you feel like you're down there, that kind of claustrophobic, uncertain feeling you. it provides. I, I'm really glad that you said that because that was one of my favorite bits to write as well. Like the underworld yeah. of it. And I did write, I did read loads of books about wild swimming and mm. just about swimming generally. Again, like <laughs> I just liked it. I liked immersing oh, myself in research. Cr- front crawl. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. That's so interesting. Oh, yeah. Doggy paddle. Doggy. Uh, do you know what? I do do doggy paddle. Nothing Is that doggy weird? No. You see, when I go swimming, I, I don't, I don't like getting my ears wet because I, I get water stuck in my ears. Okay. It's just, right. just a massive tangent. <laughs> so, so people laugh at me, but I don't care. Either I do breaststroke, which is fine, yep. or I do really elaborate 
doggy paddle like quite <laughs> fast <laughs> i need to and see I can it tell people are just like what is she doing like if i go yeah, to jealous. the swimming pool just tell us you're right you're right it's you're going efficient it's efficient like i don't want to yes. no, no i'm like no. it works great. for dogs They've been doing it for exactly. years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I did actually have something else I was going to say, but I sorry, forgot. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> no, it's my fault. It's my fault. I was going to say, I just find it fascinating how we know more about space than we do underwater. Yes. Yes. I love, I love that. I just think mm. it's so awesome. Like, what is underneath? What What is it? Yeah. You know, with the Loch Ness monster, wasn't there somebody like somebody's going to pay an extortionate amount of money? at some point soon to re-dredge or re-look at the yeah. Loch Ness for the monster. Oh so my there's God. There's a fascination. They, yeah. They recently actually did a big kind of, I think it was a bit of a tourist drive really, but they did a massive weekend. They're like, we're going to find it. This is the weekend. Like they invited people from all over the world to come. Really? They, yeah. But they didn't find anything. <laughs> Didn't say, find I it. Heard it I think. No, you'd think that Quite would be funny. kind of front page Oops. news at this point. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I completely agree that and the ocean is terrifying. I mean, I know obviously this oh. isn't in set in the seas, but like Same. it's terrifying. And even to be honest with you, ponds and lakes can be pretty scary in themselves, right? As you say, I like, agree. how old a lot of them are and the layers, as you said, the mm. silt and the, everything underneath it mm. and you know, not just not just human dead bodies. No, I know. Ooh. No, it's terrifying. And I I am morbidly fascinated with sharks because mm. I'm terrified of them. And I think there's something really interesting about writing something you're scared about. It's almost yeah. like, you know, you get that experience without doing it i guess that's why a lot of us write crime <laughs> yeah. what would i do if i was murdered yes if we didn't do it yes, wink. If we didn't. yes. <laughs> so I, I found it really interesting i used to be scared of you know going in the bath this is how scared of sharks i was when i was little Whoa. i know where I were know. your parents bathing oh. you <laughs> <laughs> get in, in this tank world. don't worry about it <laughs> wow yeah, i know Okay, so but so are you still as scared, or has this experience made you less scared? Of I'm not going to lie, I still when I'm in the swimming pool, when I think of sharks underneath me, I do freak out. But I found this awesome picture of like somebody that had collated like some shark photos and put like human smiles on them, <laughs> and then I was like, brilliant! Now I can They're think fine. Of that. It yeah. was really fun. I'm going to show you like when we get off this. I'm going to wait. I'm going to show you. That would make Jaws. A very different viewing experience, I think. <laughs> if you just burst out of the water, he's like, hi. <laughs> like, maybe not it's scary. But, yeah. <laughs> Instead of jaws, it's called smiles. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so water, and you've learned a lot from me. What was the most interesting thing you learned about police diving through your research? Oh, I think the fact that they literally go anywhere. And I mean, in wells, in years in pipes how weird <laughs> i mean so weird and mm. as well as the sea obviously um yeah. if it's not you know the marine lot that are called out instead i, I just find it mm. so interesting and and so interesting psychologically what would draw a person to do that job like yeah. you'd have to be very i mean i did ask and they said it's a sort of it's a, you're, you're driven by the reward of finding the thing you're looking for. And also what I found really interesting and 
awesome for me because it meant that I didn't have to go down the police procedural route like a lot yes. of writers do is that police divers are only involved in the search they're not involved in the investigation so because they're so busy as well there aren't many dive units they will literally go from one job to the next and they won't find out a conclusion necessarily until either they see it on the news or maybe wow. they just Ow. won't find out ever I know God, I would, I, I, I'd want to, I'd want to know. I know. Yeah. I think, well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I guess, I guess they're not, then obviously they're dealing with the nitty gritty and, and some, in some cases, like really awful things they're looking for. Yeah. But at least they're not plagued by like the absolute details of the why. They're just yeah. looking at the what. That's true. Yeah. And they, they've played a very active role in solving it without having yeah. to do, yeah, the kind yeah. of. Yeah, the the, the I say difficult parts. It's it's obviously very bloody difficult to be a diver, <laughs> but the kind of the more kind of interviewing people and doing all that kind yeah, of stuff, which I exactly imagine. a lot of yeah. paperwork. Yeah, so, no, they can't do paperwork, so it'd get all wet, wouldn't it? <laughs> get all wet, <laughs> get all soggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Oh, oh boy, and the character of Jen is a fascinating yeah. character. And I'm always so intrigued when establishing a protagonist, particularly one that's got so many complicated layers like Jen mm. does and her history, which we learn about as you move through the book. How do you go about it even? How do you go about creating a compelling co- protagonist like Jen? Do you know, Jen actually didn't come to me for a long time. I knew what she did, but I didn't have a clear picture of her for ages. I knew her relationship with Bill, her brother. I knew that she had Sam. But it took me quite a, a long time to get into her. And I added the sort of mantras she says to herself, like quite a long way into the book. And now I think she's one of my favorite characters that I've written because yeah. she's so, well, I say moral, <laughs> but she's quite stand up and she's, I don't know, loyal. And I just, I like her a lot. Yeah, I like her a lot too. I think there's, I think there's so many layers to her. And and this actually leads me nice into a question that we like to ask everyone that comes on. It, because how much you love her, but would she, would she be the character you would choose to be from your books if you had to pick one, or is there another one? That was that was a very good question. Do you know Thanks. it? W- it was Jen when I when I read your questions and I was listening to everyone else's answers as well. When mm. I was listening to all your amazing podcasts, oh, stop. Oh, stop. and um, do you know? <laughs> do you know? Actually, I think I'd be Horsehead from the Prank. <laughs> Because, okay, he's fun. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of fun and yeah. mischievous and doesn't kind of get called up on all that. And because I'm so vanilla myself, <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be kind of fun to be horsehead. Vanilla? You're not vanilla. I so know, fucking I... vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't. I can't. To comment on all areas of your of your life, but uh, hey, you, you've got a you've got a darkness to you, Liv Matthews. <laughs> I have seen the depths of your soul. <laughs> So, yeah, you're not too vanilla. You have as well, actually. Yeah, you have. I think also to write crime, you can't be that vanilla, right? Well, that's true. That's true. Maybe outwardly vanilla. Maybe I'm just... Because you're a nice person. Like, you're like the nicest person. I think everyone in crime is nice. Don't you think? Yeah. As in writers, not necessarily (laughs) actual writers. Well, yeah, uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's got a good side, right? Look, you know, everyone's got their (laughs) redeeming qualities. But no, yeah, that is true. I think the crime writing community in particular is very lovely. So lovely. But, but 
you scratch that surface and there's a darkness mm. down there, you know? I, I'm, I think we all are though. We're like obsessed with dark things. Mm. One of my, my, well, my best friend's mom is a psychotherapist. Yeah. And I remember asking her like, why, why do you love it? And she was like, I love dark things. Like <laughs> straight up said that. And I was like, well, awesome. And she was like, it's, great. Yeah, great. <laughs> Pick the right thing. Yeah. But I think we are like my, my, my brother did on, in his A levels for psychology. He did, cause you have to do like an experiment, but Ooh. his was actually really interesting. He looked at pieces of news from a newspaper and then asked people questions about what they remembered. And so many people, well, the majority of people remembered the most amount of facts from the, the article that had really bad news because we just want to absorb something yeah. different, I guess. Yeah. And I also wonder if it's partly from my perspective, I think I read a lot of crime and true crime because I'm, I want to be prepared for anything, <laughs> you know, like I'm all, so if like there's a serial killer, what's their MO? How do they do it? So I'm like, right, cool. I know what You're to expect it. now. Yeah. You know, and I think maybe there is an element of that as well. Like if you almost, if you know, if you know the worst thing, then nothing bad can happen to you true. almost, you know, like about, there's no logic to that really in practice, but in my head. No, I like it. Sense. I like it. And I think I think that is the beauty about reading crime and thriller, isn't it? That it yeah. will take you to such a an extreme situation and yes. you can live it through your armchair. Like it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Without actually having to kill anyone or be killed. Not ideally. Ideal. Ide- yeah. Not ideal. No, you're so no. right. <laughs> <laughs> and going back to the writing process, as you say, yes. you you had a little bit of a time there were some choppy <laughs> waters with silent waters i see we did that yeah 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 uh the current was oh, stop, i'm gonna stop <laughs> that metaphor now no, I love <laughs> it, I love but what do you love most and least about the writing process in general having written three four books now for tbc in terms of what we can talk about yes what what yeah what do you love most and least about it and how has your approach changed over those books do you know Oh God, I love the most, what I love the most is the first 5,000 words of a, of a new book because you're not so invested and you haven't wasted loads of time on a story. So you're completely, you're just exploring, you're just yeah. having fun and you're getting to know a world where anything is possible. And that to me is really exciting. And I know I've heard other people in your podcast say that, you know, when you're in the moment, regardless of where you are in word count, I'm speeding on. But when you get lost in something and time just goes like that, there is nothing better, is there? And that's what Ken Robinson says about, so he he wrote a book saying the element and, and subsequently finding your element. And the element is doing something you love when time passes so quickly that you don't even notice and that is your element it's like a passion yeah yeah Yeah. and then what I like the least it's not even the writing it's the social media I find really hard but you're so good at it oh my god I just don't even know what I'm doing that's very sweet of you no you are great I have I've created this what I think is hilarious reel that I'm going to release on on Thursday when Silent Waters comes out or tonight or whatever you're putting this up and I'm having so much fun with it but it's taken me it's literally taken me about two hours and it's (laughs) going to be about 10 seconds I know (laughs) it's such a faff to get to the to to that point 
But you're really good. You're really good. Reels. <laughs> uh, you're really good at them. I love your reels. Like I well, love. Bless your heart. Yeah, your heart. you're really good at them. You're really funny and fun and great and oh, bless you, bless you. I, I just think like the the marketing yourself is such a difficult balance of yeah. being a dick. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, you can say whatever the hell you okay. want. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be a dick but then you have to push it because mm. there are so many books out there there's so much traditional publishing self-publishing like it's so hard to be visible yeah and I, but I do find that quite difficult like making the right level of noise but you you work hard at it and it's good but I wouldn't say you do you work hard at it, but it's never try hard I think when I see your I posts so. they're just naturally funny and brilliant and yeah you're really bigging me up here Cal. well <laughs> I'm just speaking facts because there's a good representation representation of you and your personality I hope so yeah massively you're really great really great I'm gonna stop that same joke <laughs> on repeat because <laughs> the real is going round and round isn't it uh no <laughs> Uh, but I, I often say to to authors when I speak to them, you know, you you became an author to write books. You didn't become an author to do yeah. reels or Instagram posts and stuff. Yeah, like that's it's just unf- an unfortunate way that I think all creative industries have gone, where you have to have an audience now, that's and you so have to, true. yeah, which isn't that wasn't what you signed up for, you know? No, it's one of those things. No, you're so right. And I mean, gone are the days, the Jane Austen days, where you can just write a novel and then it goes <sighs> out you don't have any sales information well no like you wouldn't would you, you know you just write I don't know, books. yeah the end yeah you might get yeah. like a some if you're like walking in a pasture someone might be like today i read your book yeah yeah sense of sensibility <laughs> was shit or something you're like hey like but it doesn't matter because you know yeah that is true it is you can whack yeah. them with her parasol yeah absolutely. yeah or even like 30 years ago when people were writing books they put them out they'd read obviously reviews in in papers or whatever yeah and that would be the end kind of thing they would hear you know people fans would probably approach them but and they may get the odd hate mail but it takes a lot more yeah. effort than sending a tweet or right, right. writing a negative yes. comment or a bad yes. good re- review. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's and and you know I really hate the fact that as an author I obsess over the ratings and the stars, where actually you get the extremes of people yeah. writing those. And why why do I care so much that people random people do. I don't know? I know. Where? I get it though, but I mean, of course you bloody do because you. You've basically given birth <laughs> and you put your baby out there and people are like, your baby's ugly. And you're like, whoa, like, yeah, yeah. So come true. on, man. Harsh. Yeah, a bit harsh. Didn't ask you for your opinion on my baby. So why are you telling me? Exactly. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I, I, yeah, I, 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 there is a special place in hell for people that tag people in negative reviews. Of oh, do you know what? I haven't had that yet. Thank God. Oh, oh well, I'm good. saying that. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Touching ah, wood. Touching wood. Touching the horse headlamp. <laughs> the horse headlamp. So yeah, no, I haven't had that, but I think that's awful. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Also, something I really loved reading about your Goodreads reviews is loads of people were like, oh, Liv um, Matthews, LV Matthews is my uh, auto purchase. Every time she gets a new book, straight away. So many. So like all of your hard work, not only with the writing, but with the social stuff, it's paying off, man. Like you've done oh, bloody well. Thanks, darling. Thank you. No, and thank I get to meet you. such awesome people like yourself. I'll do that's, it. That's fun. Well, you are the best. That, that is why. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. 
<laughs> this podcast is mostly going to be us being like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I might cut a, a, a drop or two of it out. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You are also, as well as being out there writing, doing your social space, you are incredibly supportive of other authors and you have a lovely, you know, group of friends who are also authors as well. The community's great. And how have you found that experience? from entering that world from obviously working in publishing but then being on the other side of it was that must have been a real switch reverse for you it was fascinating actually because i didn't i didn't realize what i didn't know because i was in sales and that's so out of the loop with the publishing divisions which means if you're in the publishing division you have editors marketers and publicists yeah and the sales team well at penguin at least and um random house later when they merged I was selling all the books so I wasn't I wasn't attributed or the sales team aren't attributed to a list really so right. they do everything and in a way that was kind of nice but it has has been so eye-opening as to being on the other side and it has been great I I've loved this it's been always my dream to be a writer I feel really lucky that I know stuff to then pass on to other people so I can I can say oh this is what this means or you should push back on on you know, the strategy for X, Y, and Z, like that's been really nice and everyone's been great. And it's like, you know, I don't have a team of people, but I feel like now I do. I've got, you know, you and I've got the girls and I've got, well, not just the girls, like loads of lovely people. You are beloved. Well, yeah. And I love, I love all of them. They're so, they're so fun. They're so nice. They're so supportive. There's no like competition between anyone. I mean, I'm sure there is like, you know, out there, but it's just fun. It's really cool. But this is the thing, I think, and for the most part, as you say, it's not a competitive space because I think everybody realises that the more readers that you know are brought to the crime genre, the better because it, it just opens the playing field up for everybody. And if you enjoy yeah, one definitely. person's book, you'll enjoy another. It's not, you have to one, pick one author to read and that's no, it. Totally, totally, which is so nice. The only thing about that, and it's kind of a blessing and a curse to have been in the sales team, is that mm. sales channels are difficult like the super we need the supermarkets but they're reducing their space and you know finding the right channel is difficult yeah god i can only imagine and Mm. and i think also the way i mean you must have noticed it in your your previous life in sales like the the kinds of books that fall in and out of favor and not necessarily a reflection on the quality of the book it's just what Mm. the market's dictating yeah absolutely and and sometimes it feels like a bit of a cycle like if if yeah, if you're a brand, you do quite well out of, you know, the supermarkets because they yeah. have enough space. And, you know, if you're a brand, then you'll get in because it's a an assured sale. And yeah, it's it's hard for a lot of people, but it's also brilliant. I love being traditionally published. It's just how to reach those readers. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that was really heavy. Sorry. No, not at all. I mean, I feel like this is getting very serious. But I have one more. And if you don't want to ask this question, you don't have to. But like, how much when you are writing, do you consider the commerciality of what you're writing? Does that factor in or do you just write what what's right for you? A bit of both. Yeah. Actually, uh, with the one that's on submission now, I feel like that was definitely more me than it is commercial. However, that said, I was making sure that my chapters were ending on a on a good note because I knew how readers would read it. Yeah. And I think that that's the sweet spot, isn't it? Like every yes. writer wants to write for themselves, but also for an audience where you're going to get paid. Well, of so. course. Yeah. <laughs> that's a skill in itself though, to have that awareness. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I'm, I'm learning all the time, which is good. Yeah. 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 Well, that's amazing. Right way. 
the right writing right yeah. way. Yeah, she never stops. She never stops. I can't. It's a compulsion. It's a sickness. I can't stop, <laughs> even if I wanted to. So I keep telling people. Um, and um, because you're in the crime writing world and you know lots of lovely authors, you are also, I imagine, inundated with proofs and things to read all the time, which is, uh, I imagine, a blessing and a curse so to a degree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's been brilliant. I love it. Yeah. I love it because I used to have that at work and I used to get stuff early and I was like, oh, I've read blah. <laughs> um, and then obviously I left publishing. I was like, I have nothing and I've got to buy all my books. And like now a shop. I get to yeah, <laughs> like, I have pay for this book. Person. Oh, God. Ignore me. Jesus. Ignore me. But now I get, yeah, I get sent really lovely books and it's, it's difficult to prioritize everything. And also I read very differently to what I write. So I, I read a lot of, yeah, I read a lot of literary fiction because I love it. Mm. I don't really normally, as a reader, read a lot of crime thrillers, which is interesting. Strange. I know. Probably. Unless one of your mates wrote it or something, I imagine. Uh, well, absolutely. But also like proofs that I think, yeah, yeah, like I'll read and, you know, support others. And, you know, I'm just looking at my shelves at the moment. And yeah, they're mostly literary fiction. That's, well, I think it's good to have a broad spectrum because also there's something to be said for writing crime. It doesn't mean mm. you have to be 100% crimey within that. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And although there is crime, I would say, at the heart of your books, they're still very much character driven literary pieces that you're creating. You know, it's not, it, it's more than crime for me. I think you write, you write almost bordering on literary fiction in your style because it's so evocative. Oh, that's so, so sweet of you, darling. Yeah, no, I, lo I love it. And, you know, there's such a, there's such a range to crime thriller writing, yes. as you say. And, you know, I was, when I read Chris, Chris Whitaker's, oh, that we guy. begin at the end. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that book was so literary and brilliant and beautiful and yet also crime. Yeah. So I, I love that. I love that it can be such a range and settings and everything else, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting, actually, with, well, we're talking about Chris Bloody Whisker again, but We Begin <laughs> at the End is interesting because I think a lot of, it won Crime Book of the Year and a lot mm. of people read it and go, is this a crime book? Like there's crime in it. But as you say, it's such a broad church that there's room for, a, for everyone on the nice list. Yeah. But I just remember that I felt so strongly for all those characters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that's, and that's the thing. I think for the most part, you know, often you hear people talk about the twist of a book, but what really lives with people, what stays with people are strong characters. I agree. So, yeah. And which is what you've done with Jen. I hope so. I hope so. Cause I really love her. And, and for all his faults, I really love Bill too. Yes. Yes. You know, he's, yeah. he's a complicated man. He is. Bill. And, and you want to shake him a bit. But yes. Yeah. And I kind of like him too. Yeah, I do too. And I like their, their relationship is interesting as well. And that dynamic. Mm. Mm. I'm always curious as well, because I know that you have a brother. How much of your personal relationships do you put into your writing? Um, Thinking about their oh, relationship. That's a I really know. good question. Yeah. Like Bill's nothing like my brother and he's older than me, but there is... Like, there's no one that can make me laugh like my brother can. Aww. He's just like, his humour is just different from anyone yeah. else I know. So, That's so lovely. I know. It's really weird. And we don't see each other very often. I wish we did. But yeah, I just, I just, I love that brother-sister relationship. And I, and I don't read, I, don't, I haven't read many thrillers with a brother-sister relationship. No. Um, not that that was an active choice when I decided to do that. 
but I just thought it worked really well. Like you're ob- you're obligated to your sibling, right? Or your yes. family. And at the same time, you can think they're a total knob for doing what they're doing or like of course. you can hate what they've done or yeah. Yeah. And you're so right, actually. It's so often it's like sisters and like you obviously cover that in the twins as well. Like that sister relationship mm. is always a really interesting one to explore. But it was for me as someone that doesn't have a brother, I really enjoyed their relationship because I was like, oh, yeah. this is like a whole other world. Like what happens yeah. here? So yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, I love the banter that yes. you can afford with a brother, sister that's not a friend or like a husband or lover, whatever. Good that you know that. <laughs> Good that there's a distinction <laughs> <laughs> it's good they're aligned it's good i'm happy they're aligned. Def- definite lines, definite lines. <laughs> oh boy so let's go back so all the books you get sent you get sent a lot of great books it was like before i accused you of incest uh, <laughs> you get sent a lot of great books but what i want to know is what was the last book that you read and loved oh my god there's so many but i will mm. always wax lyrical about liz nugent because i just love her i've always loved her since the beginning when she published unraveling oliver mm. and she she's an auto she's an auto by author for me and she is thriller which is unusual for me yeah strange sally diamond was just breathtaking like yeah. from the very first page it just it just lifts off and you've got this fully rounded character that you can see from page one wow. and she keeps that atmosphere and that intrigue the whole way through and I just, I just think she's brilliant. Like I've got a massive crush. Love her. Clearly. Yeah. Why don't you marry her if you love her so much? Live Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm with my brother now. Oh. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. Oh, I hope he does. Uh, it's going to be an awkward Christmas at the, at the uh, Matthews household uh, this time around. Oh boy. Okay. So that you're the second author to have recommended that book and I haven't read it yet. So I clearly need well, to get must. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do, do. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. Now, I'm afraid I have some terrible news to deliver to you. What? (sighs) Liv, I'm sorry to have to be the one to tell you this, but you look, you know what I'm talking about, actually, Liv, because you know what you did, all right? You committed an absolutely heinous, heinous (laughs) and horrendous, I combined the two, crime. You committed a terrible crime, Liv. You know what you did. You're on death row. You know how it goes. You've done it. What? what, Look, confess. What terrible crime have you committed? (laughs) Incest? (laughs) Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Um, No. Let's go with. um, I think what you've done is you've been you've been so nice. You niced someone to death. Like you were just so, so boring. Bl- no, not boring. You were so, so bloody lovely that they just couldn't handle it and they died. Like they heart-stoppingly died. lovely. It's a thing. Okay, let, well, let's go with that. That's very sweet of you. Uh, I don't think it's true. Ma- it maybe true. I stabbed people in the back. Maybe I was so nice, but actually behind their back. Whoa. I am, I am a Gemini. So. Shit. Plot twist. Yeah. Yeah. Plot twist. You see, I'm okay. nice. But maybe actually I'm not so nice. Maybe she's not that nice. Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. My God. Okay, my God. So, so you didn't kill them with kindness. You stabbed no, them in the back. I did. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that definitely would get you sent down. I think For so. sure. And unfortunately, it is death row in this instance, even though we don't have that in this country. They brought it back because it was very shocking. They thought you were nice <laughs> and you really, really disappointed some people with that. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, the good news is it's not all doom and gloom because we can prepare for you the death row meal of your dreams. So what would your death row meal be? Do you know, and I 
I genuinely had this in my head mm-hmm. before we had this conversation. <laughs> I'm worried that you're going to judge me and then just cut me off. But Is it would Marmite? be. <laughs> yeah, Fuck's sake. Liv loves Marmite, everyone. I love Marmite. I would, I would genuine, this is genuine. I'd have a cup of tea and some toast and marmite. I am a simple creature and you're not saying anything because <laughs> I'm kind um, of staggered by this revelation. Also, all the on things. the side. No, no, I know. On the side, though, I would have some barbecue beef hula hoops, also some chunks of cheese and some apple. That's fine, right? Uh, fine i mean also for pudding please could i have some sticky toffee pudding no ice cream just as it is what nothing to cool it no it's very hot i know it's very hot i would wait till it was cooled slightly no i can't yeah i know i'm very simple (sighs) you don't know where to go with that i really don't for the first time i'm just like of all the amazing food in the world that you could have in this instance Okay. No, no, no. So Look, for you. No, no. For you, it's, it's for you. Do you know, when I went to Israel, so Israel was one of my territories when I was in sales. Wow. And I know it was really cool. I went to awesome places that I would never go. Right. Israel. I, I went to Nigeria. Wow. I went to Switzerland, which I've, I, I mean, I probably would go to a couple of these places. Oh, Prague. Sure. Well, so Czech cool. Like, it's so cool. Check anyway, you out. <laughs> check me out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but in israel they have the most beautiful salads and i'd meet my customer in her bookshop and there, it was a chain a really big chain and they had a cafe and they had the most amazing salads and there's been nothing like it nothing wow and maybe okay fine i would have on the side okay israeli salad okay i'll let you i'll Zomit. let you okay what can you just tell me what's in this salad that makes it so amazing oh I, I don't I don't even know. It was like lemon and onions and chickpeas and tomato. It's like everything fresh. Couscous, mm. like big couscous. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It was just know. so good. Okay. So good. Wow. Okay. That is the most bizarre death row meal I think we've had <laughs> to date. Marmite on toast with chunks of cheese, barbecue hula hoops, did you say? Yeah. Perfect. And a cup of tea yeah, with a side absolutely. of a very beautiful fresh Israeli salad. Love and it. a sticky toffee pudding with no ice cream or cream for dessert. Uh, yeah. Okay. So winner. Okay. <laughs> Christ. All right. Maybe there's another crime has been committed here today. Culinary <laughs> crime. But fine. Okay. We'll make you that. And thanks. The, the fun doesn't stop there though, Liv, because uh, not only will you get that meal. I mean, okay. The fun does stop there because you are now dead. Dead. Okay. <laughs> so let me, let me change that a little bit. Uh, you are dead. Uh, right. But... We will bury you with the book of your choice. Clever okay. name, because clever question because of the old podcast name. But what book would you be buried with? Undoubtedly, the Deptford Trilogy by oh, Robertson Davis. Oh my goodness! I've not read it. Well, and not many people have. Like he, he was a Canadian writer. He's long dead now. Oh, but. He wrote fascinating book. And do you know what? I'm going to lend you my copy because oh, it's you're very fantastic. Kind. And this is like my claim to fame. But when I was working at Penguin, they were reissuing these books. I read them years ago. My mum had recommended them. And it was Penguin in their backlist. And they were reissuing them. And I emailed the editor and I was the editor had like taken them on. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad you're rejecting these. I'm so happy. They're like my favorite books. And she was like, oh, I, I've not read them because it was he's got like, well, he had loads of different series. Right. And they wanted a series look. 
and they were like oh can we talk about you know like a jacket direction oh my god so the jackets are not done or designed by me but I was like giving them a brief so yeah how cool is that that is really cool what so an cool. awesome thing so you're you've had a hand in your favorite books cover I know design. isn't that cool yeah wow it's honestly brilliant and gives it an extra poignancy as we whack it in your coffin with exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. It's what I would have wanted. It's what she would have wanted. That horrible, murderous, marmite-eating lunatic that we've, <laughs> we've now <laughs> committed to the ground. That we've come to love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Liv, it's been an absolute bloody delight as always to oh, see and speak to you. It's been so good. Thank you so much, darling. Oh, any bloody time. Please, will you come back with the next book? Oh, I would love that. I and would I love that too. Next time I'll think about another meal. Well, I don't know how many times we can kill you. I guess we can <laughs> see if you rise from the grave. I, I will do that. I will do that. Wonderful. And hopefully Sarah will be around this time so you don't have to just have me. That would be awesome. It would be nice to meet her, although, you know, you were okay. Oh, thank you so much. So generous as always. But where <laughs> can people find you to follow you on the internet, not your home address? <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. That would be weird. So on Instagram, you can find me on lv underscore matthews underscore author and on twitter you can find me at lv underscore matthews brilliant Hurrah. wonderful oh yes. and people listening if you want to follow me well not me red and berry podcast uh you can do that on also uh, you also me you're very I know. funny oh very funny very silly but you're very I'm kind so attractive oh my god <laughs> you guys aunt. i think i've scored everyone <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can follow the Red and Berry podcast on uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Threads. Oh yeah, Threads. Threads, the new hot new, oh, that's a hot new cousin. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> the hot Definitely new have insects on your yeah, What brain. the hell is wrong with us this evening? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, or Facebook, if you want to be uh, an old fashioned kind of gal, then pop on old Facebook. But uh Liv, thank you again. You are the best person that the planet has to offer. And um, <laughs> uh, everyone should go and buy. At the time this is coming out, I'm going to put it out on your publication day. So Woo-hoo. Thursday, everybody, Excellent. if you haven't already got it, what the hell are you doing? Go and get Silent Waters right this bloody second. It's out. Where is it out? Everywhere, right? It's out in Asda, Waterstones, Smiths, Smiths Travel. Ooh. If you're passing through an airport great and all your local fabulous independent bookstores and audio version right oh and amazon obviously oh, and Am- oh, oh that guy they need they need a booster <laughs> right lucky yeah. for us at amazon Quite small, but I remember. yeah <laughs> yes audio the the ebook is already out um it's at 2.99 bargain and a bargain and yeah brilliant go, go and look for it right this bloody second stop listening and go straight to purchase and uh live Thanks again. And I'll be back soon, hopefully with Sarah for another episode. So see you all. I, I never know how to end these, Liv. Every <laughs> single one is an absolute shambles. No, I'm totally just staying silent while you sign <laughs> off and then I can laugh later. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Perfect. Hi folks, this is Tony Black, co-host and producer of Between the Notes, a podcast all about the music of film and television. 
Myself and co-host Sean Wilson delve into a range of topics including brand new film score releases. So four, four notes can, can communicate the primal vengeance and rage of Robert Pattinson's, uh, Pattinson's I should say, uh, interpretation of, um, <laughs> yeah, I've heard <laughs> of, that a couple of, of Batman. Yeah. Focuses on specific composers such as Ennio Morricone. Just to put this in context, Gwyneth Paltrow got an Oscar before Ennio Morricone did. I mean, how does that... <laughs> How, how, how does that work? And special episodes focusing on topics like adventure movie scores. I think that principle is consistent all the way through Conan because it has to be, because it, it, it is an opera in which the music is the dialogue. We're available on all podcast platforms and on social media at Between Notes Pod on Twitter and Facebook. So please subscribe, get in touch, and join us to discuss the sounds of cinema and television. Between the Notes. Between the Notes.